I've done a lot of, a lot of weddings in my years as a priest. I have eight years, I was a chaplain at University of Maryland, eight years on Capitol Hill. I've done hundreds and hundreds of weddings. And I have seen some crazy things in my time. I had, uh, you never ask what, oh, tell me about your wedding dress. That'd be kind of a weird question to ask before the wedding. And so I had a, a, a whole bridal party that came in Western wear. The bride had like white fishneck stockings and white cowboy boots and one of those like big poofy skirts that went real short and a cowgirl hat. It was woohoo, yahoo. <laughs> I had another one where they, um, they all showed up in Civil War recreationist outfits. So they all had like red and scarlet that I was marrying right there. I've had alternating bridesmaids in uh, scarlet and, uh, and gold redskin colors. I've had redskin themed weddings, terrapins, lots of stuff. But I, a lot of priests say they don't like to do weddings. They say because the, the People's priority list gets all messed up. It all becomes about the party and napkin colors and they make each other crazy about floral arrangements and get in huge fights over things like that. As opposed to like keeping their focus on the, the, the sacrament. But that's what I like doing weddings is to help bring people, this couple that coming so full of joy and to help them sort of keep their focus and help build what a beautiful life they hopefully will have. Just a note, if you're going to propose to somebody tonight or tomorrow, call the church first before you set up the hall. Just note to self, all right? It's a lot easier to get a hall than it is necessarily to secure a priest in May. But back to my point. This is about, as I was thinking about wedding, because you see them, the joy, and then to see them come to understand, hopefully, what their marriage is really all about. That it's a sacrament in which how they love each other, the world should see how Christ loves us. That in the love of a husband and wife, we should see how Christ loves his church, a healing love, a forgiving love, a, a, a bringing new life into the world kind of love, a, a resurrection love. And I was thinking about that in relationship to how Christ loves us in Christmas also. You see, the most important thing about a marriage is, besides communication, all these elements, is that it is faithful. Fruitful, faithful. That a marriage that is faithful is the, the power of a husband and wife lying next to each other and the other snoring there and you know no matter what's going to happen, they're not going anywhere. It's forever, for all the days of your life. You see, that's a crucial element if we want to understand what Christmas is really about, is that notion of fidelity in love. You see, God showers us with his love and has showered us with his love. All through history, from the creation, and even our very first parents rejected that love in infidelity. Each and every single age we've God continues to pour forth his healing and his forgiveness. But just like anyone who's, who has hurt, he knows why we were wounded by sin, confused. And anyone who is loved and they, they see someone that they love so dearly wounded, 
They're going to do anything they can to stop that pain. If they're lost, they're going to go find them and bring them back. And that's what Christmas is. That even all the infidelities that we've pushed upon God, he still remains faithful. And so when we are wounded and when we are lost, he sent his only begotten son. God could have showed up in any way he wanted to. And he came in a mom and a dad. He came in a family. He wanted to enter so fully into our, that he assumed full humanity himself. He entered in not in riches and in wealth, but into poverty and simplicity. Not to make us afraid, but to to know that there was nothing to fear from our God. He came as a baby. He came to show us what faithful love is. You see, Christmas is not just about the birth of a Savior, but what that Savior does for us. Christmas is also about Friday and Easter. Just like anyone seeking to heal the beloved, he takes the wounds from us. He takes the wounds of our hatred and our grudges and all that has pained us. He takes even death itself and nails it to a cross. But that's not the end of the story. In his faithful love, he transforms it into everlasting life. Of this night is about resurrection. If you are here tonight and you are mourning the loss of a loved one of recent or of ages, if that space where they should be are not here, the light from that manger is the light of the resurrection. To know that Christ won eternal life and that they are spending Christmas with Christ Himself in heaven. But such it is that God is such a faithful lover to us. We have to ask ourselves, how do I respond in fidelity to that love? Is it Christmas or do I get a little lazy during the year? Maybe this is an invitation for me to realize that just like those wedding vows, my fidelity in friendship with God has to be in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health in inconvenience and convenience. You see, God is calling us to give him at very one hour of 186. And so it is, if you're here and you say, and you're a college student, and you got a little out of the habit, maybe your friends don't go, don't let yourself be prayer shamed to not love God back. Go. Strike out. Give him that one hour. When you're here and, you've, and, and, and about maybe a week from now and you start getting on your parents' nerves and they are really getting on your nerves and you're kind of ready to get back to the freedom of college life and when you finally get back and you're like, oh, this is great again. I'm going to go to church to thank God for that gift of freedom. That's another good reason to be faithful for all that he's given each one of us. And you're not sure what he's given one of us? Just look around. Look around to where we live and who all the gifts that we've received. So my brothers and sisters, today we celebrate, or this night we celebrate, the fidelity of our God for us. And as he lays in that manger's 
in that innocence, in that poverty, in that gentleness, he invites us to be faithful to him. And just like in any marriage, that's in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health, all the days of our life. Praise be Jesus Christ.